Hey, what's up? It's me, David, host of the First Four Years podcast. Carving out your own path as a creative professional or an entrepreneur is not just a simple to follow process. It's an unfolding journey of self-discovery, learning, and development. So think of this podcast as a journal of that process, what it's really like in the early phase of starting out and building your own path as a creative today. And if you're coming with me on that journey, let's take that next step forward. Welcome to the first four years. Okay, we're back. So I just, uh, we just started recording and then I, I hit the mute button by accident. So this is round two and I'm here with Andrew Tyree from Coast to Costa. And I met Andrew a few weeks back. And what amazed me about what he does is he took some skills he built from passion, which is travel, and turned it into a business that he was able to pursue full time. And Costa Costa essentially organizes group tours in Spanish speaking countries it's like the new, I guess this is the new wave of traveling with a travel agent or, I don't know, a travel liaison, I guess you could call it that, I'm sure. Travel liaison is good, yeah. I was going to say, travel agent's probably a dirty word a little bit. In... On-ground concierge we've used. There you go, like on-ground. Yeah. So, so Andrew um, and his team are on-ground concierges for really local-feeling, I guess, spectacular travel in these different cities uh, around the world and what he does is he goes in and meets a bunch of locals and essentially curates an experience for people who want something special when they travel and i think uh, i'm sure we'll get into this but it seems like people are just really dying for experiences that are rich true and cultured um, but that's my pitch maybe you want to um, tell people a little bit more about how it started and sort of how you see what your company does or what your company sells um, yeah, well, I, basically, good intro, first of all. You, you, you summed it up pretty well. The we, second intro is better the second than the first. Intro. Both of them were both of them were good. That second one, though, even, mm-hmm. even more cleaned up. Um, yeah, we do kind of like these small group curated uh, cultural experiences in Spain um, and Mexico and more, more recently Cuba. Um, and it, like you said, it kind of stemmed from my love of travel. I lived in Spain for four years. Um, I moved back. Well, I was living in San Francisco. I moved back uh, to San Francisco, was working uh, in a Spanish restaurant and kind of used my contacts. Basically, it started as like a catalyst for me just like wanting to go on vacation to Spain all the time. So I'd like organize these groups of friends and we'd go back there. And then I was working at this Spanish restaurant and getting like contacts in, in like wineries and in, in um, like different, different restaurants and things. So I put together all my contacts and made started making these Barcelona week long trips, these excursions. Um, yeah, so I was working full-time in a restaurant slash doing this for the last five years. It's coming up in September is the anniversary of our, uh, like, five-year anniversary of our first trip. Um, been working in a restaurant full-time until about six months ago. Awesome. And now I'm yeah. Congrats. fully, thanks, man. Yeah, <laughs> that, yeah and, thank you. <laughs> and so, okay, so you, uh, you, you've been traveling a bunch. Yeah. Because of your personality, you were able to meet a lot of locals who were doing interesting things, whether they were owning restaurants or wineries. Right. And so how did you see that there was an opportunity to actually charge for this type of service, which is uh, kind of curating a great experience for somebody's trip? Like, yeah, how, how did you see that opportunity? I, it, it's weird because at first it wasn't even, like it literally started as a passion project where I'm like, if I could get these groups of people, I can go for free for a week. Like it, 
it was just kind of a way to get myself back over there. And then I just sort of got a, like, I don't want to say obsessed, but like more and more wanting to tweak it and wanting to like kind of make the, make the thing better and offer more destinations. I was actually drinking wine with a friend on like, um, on a rooftop in Barcelona, drinking wine, the sun was going down and he was like, dude, you should really do this for a living. And we were like, ha ha ha. And then I was like, could I do this for a living? And then I love doing it so much that even, I mean, it didn't, wasn't paying the bills enough for a long time. There was about three, three plus years of just doing it and kind of breaking even or losing money because of all the time that I was, you know, kind of putting into it. But eventually I was like, this is something that I can charge for. This is curated. A lot of work goes into this. And yeah, it's, it's honestly the opening of the Cuba thing was really, really helpful because there's been such a huge demand for people going to Cuba that they now come to us and we've been able to actually build a business out of it. So three years obviously is a, a long time. Uh, I totally understand that slog myself. Um, but right. what sort of kept you going when uh, you know you, you get excited from the rooftop and you're like, I could do this full time. And then um, you launch it and you're finding success, but it's maybe not big enough to support you at that time. Like right. how did you sort of keep going during that, that period? Yeah. It's a good coffee, <laughs> coffee, and just sort of this belief in that it was going to work. I got married a couple of years ago also and working part-time in a restaurant and being single in San Francisco is a lot different of a motivation than starting to think like about future and like having a wife and being like, oh dude, if I like really make this happen, we can like buy a house at some point and we can sort of, you know, have a more kind of stable life kind of, I guess like started thinking outside of just me, uh, mm -hmm. was very, very helpful. Yeah. And so uh, you sort of saw that it could potentially become stable. Yeah. And if it could become stable, then all of a sudden you're able to do this thing that you're passionate about that you created from scratch. Right. right. Um, but at the same time, it's hard cause there's no guarantees. There's super no guarantees. And there's like the, the good part, the, like someone would buy something back in the day and we'd be like, Oh my God, like someone bought one today, blah, blah, blah. But there's like, those highs are very, few and far between, especially at the beginning. And you kind of have to be a crazy person and just be like, this is going to work. This is going to work. This is going to work. And then go to the restaurant at night and be super fucking tired and wake up and do it again. Because I just thought there was something there. Has your uh, pricing changed a lot since you started? Um, yeah. And how has that changed the um, stability, I guess? Maybe it's still changing. I, I understand that too. Um, yeah, pricing, pricing definitely has changed. There is the, the mutual friend of ours is, is Puno, right? Mm -hmm. Shout out to Puno. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> you're awesome. Uh, <laughs> but like, it was one of these things that she's like, dude, you're, you're bill there's billable hours of you. Like, you know, it's not like you make a certain amount for going on this one week excursion. You're doing this for six months leading up to this one week excursion. She's like, so if you're like, you need to charge more money because those six months that are behind a one week thing is it, you're, you know, so I, I, it was her that was kind of like, you're not only making money on this one week. You need to think of it as like every hour that you put into it, you need to be sort of getting paid for. Mm -hmm. So I was like, you know what? I need to go up. And again, starting to kind of like, after the foundation was kind of like built, I looked at a lot of other sort of companies in the same space and I was like, oh my God, they're charging so much more than we are. We still charge actually quite a bit less than these places and still offer like a really curated, tailored, personalized experience. So just to specify, um, and I yeah. sort of have another question about pricing, but what what is it that people are paying for um, directly as a customer? And then what do you feel behind the scenes uh, 
goes into that price and that's kind of what you were saying too right but like i guess in a, in a very specific way like what is the customer buying um that's a very good question so the the customer is buying the peace of mind that someone is going to handle it that is a professional at doing this this right mm-hmm. i'm I'm, or what, what does the package look like? Is it like sure. six days? Is it, I guess even just like that, I'm curious to hear you. Yeah. yeah, totally. So we have a couple different things. Specifically this year, like moving forward for the next couple of years, we're going to be doing Cuba a lot. Right now, our main like trip that we do in Cuba is seven nights. Um, most of the time is in Havana, but we do, we drive out to the tobacco country and like ride horses through farms and eat on this organic farm. Uh, we go have this like dinner or like lunch on a beach in the Bay of Pigs um, that like no one would ever. It's super like off the beaten track kind of crazy stuff. We go to Trinidad. Uh, there's a waterfall that we like ride a horse to a waterfall and jump off these rocks. Um, so it's seven nights. The flights, the travel insurance, the yeah. visa, the all that kind of process is handled for you. We have yeah. to specifically going to Cuba. You have to have a legal reason to go there, which we have a license for. Uh, we're allowed to go. We do educational people-to-people tours, so we have to kind of tick off boxes of uh, very specific things, like uh, an architecture tour of Old Havana. That we have an old university professor that like takes us around and shows us. That's now like my friend Manuel, and mm-hmm. is super awesome. And then we have drinks afterwards. It's like we've integrated local people doing the tu- like doing their tours that are very very good at what they do. Um, that are fun that we'll also have a drink in the middle of the day with people and like talk about Hemingway um, yeah we've kind of built in the whole the whole thing except most lunches and dinners are not paid for um, because I want to still give the people in the middle of the day the, the freedom to just Sometime. go in. yeah yeah it gets it gets a little like group time is really great and then also solo time is really great and I want to encourage people to sort of do both so we like let you know let that happen totally so yeah. what, what they're purchasing is this full curated experience in one price yeah. and they don't have to think about it and they're just exactly. they know that they're going to have a great trip and uh, there's a lot of stuff you're doing behind the scenes to make that actually happen and while yes. they're not paying for that directly that's essentially the value that you bring and I think right. the other interesting thing is to me almost every brand especially when they're smaller companies like ours it's all about figuring out like what's that unique thing that you can do that you can go like deeper into that territory than anybody else right? and then you sort of charge for it. So while on paper, I think that people are paying for, you know, that peace of mind, it's all on one trip. They know they're paying for seven days and the flights and stuff like that. At the same time, there's a ton that goes on behind the scenes that is creating that value. And a lot of that yes. is your connection to people locally yes, and the experiences that you curate. And so I guess the first question I'd have is, um, how is are there trends changing with travel and experience like is instagram making people want to do stuff like what's what's that like desire a little bit um for these type of experience what's driving that or what does that look like um and then i want to hear about how you fulfill that after um so i think like you were saying I, i think the added value is to have a i'll go on these things and host them so i can translate and and you know kind of smooth out the bumps of travel but B, we've I, I've been doing this for coming up on five years now, and we have maintained and like earned the trust and friendship and like relationships of these people that are super good at what they do. So it's not it's I'm I'm kind of I'm I'm helpful-ish, but like we've made really great contacts and vendors that are now like family that like those guys kill it. They're the ones that make the Cuban experience a Cuban experience. I'm I'm a dude from California that can kind of help you get there, but they kind of bring it home. 
Um, and yeah. w- without your service, it's you're on your own, and maybe you'll meet some locals, right? But probably not. Probably you'll, you know, even you'll end even up me, with your like spouse or whatever, yeah. and kind of doing your own thing. Whereas, like, we yeah. have we have a friend that takes us out at night. That's an art curator at some of, like the bigger galleries in the thing. He's 28. He's like young and hip, and like takes us to like cool, fun shit to do at night. So it's like we I've made friends with these people that are sort of our, our, our contacts, you know? What are these people who attend the trip saying about their experience going on this trip versus uh, being on a different type of trip, like their last trip overseas, you know, without you? It's, uh, people People really end up appreciating it because the thing is, it's kind of hard to, to be like, hey, this will be easier. Like, it's hard to convince someone that you can do the planning of a vacation better. There, you know, there's so many like travel sites that people can kind of go and piece their own trip together. It's, it's an interesting space because I'm kind of having to create the idea that I that we at, as a team at Costa Costa can do that kind of process, make it easier and smoother and better for you in general. But every single person that comes on it is like, oh my God, everything was handled and like you guys killed it. And from like, you know, helping people with their luggage upstairs to when they get there, they have money that's already converted for them. And like every all of these little things that could just be a huge pain in the ass aren't. And... You have a couple of hours, if not more than that, every day to like, if you want a little bit of bumps, like on your own, you can go and do those. I don't, I'm not trying to handhold people the whole time. I can like curate and offer what I do, but there's a bunch of free time if people want to explore and figure out their own stuff and like wander around on their own. I totally encourage that. So there's a convenience factor and the ease um, and still some time to explore on their own. Like, I guess like, is there that connection built in a way that they feel like they learned about that city more than any other time they've traveled on their own. And I guess like talk about some of those experiences, like you've already mentioned a lot of your different contacts in these cities, but just, yeah. What's that experience like for someone who's like, oh wow, I I actually, this is what I imagine, I guess, like I actually just like learned about this country firsthand from people. Whereas if I'd gone myself, I would have, you know. You would have just seen it through your filter. Mm -hmm. Like we have, we bring on, that's like our thing with the, like I'm absolutely adamant about hiring everybody. Like all of them have to be local people because me, like if you and I went to Cuba and if I were to like tour guide you and like lead you around, I don't, I don't do that part of it. So we have like our drivers once in the van and like going far, you can be like, so communism, huh? Like, can you explain the whole process of Castro and this and that? And you get these like unfiltered, unedited versions of their Cuba and their experience with communism and their kind of, it becomes really, really intense. It becomes a really big conversation. It's our, All of our people are really, really fun, but they're also very educated, super smart, have a ton of opinions on all of the stuff that goes into a specific place like Cuba. Um, and you get to the bottom of stuff and people cry leaving our guys at the end of the trip like every time. Crying guaranteed. Every, <laughs> there you on, go. On every trip. He drops us off at the airport and it's like the hardest shit. I'm always like, like I'm going to yeah. miss this dude. I've gotten more used to I'll be right back kind of thing. But you go, it's a really emotional thing to like go through all these, you, we eat at people's houses, like our driver's wife makes us, makes us snacks and stuff and we buy cigars at his house. Uh, yeah, it's, it's, it's really cool. You be, you get introduced into like the, this like family of our people down there. And like, when you leave, you're like, Oh God, like, yeah. And it's, you, it's you were doing this before these trips were going on, right? Like that was yeah. your travel experience. 
before you were planning trips. Is that right? Like when yeah. you went places, you were this was a natural thing for you to talk to your driver to meet the totally. owner of a restaurant. Yeah, I'm. I speak Spanish fluently, which is super helpful. But like my original kind of like breakthrough thought, I was like, okay, we're gonna do these group trips in Spain where I lived before. But this is kind of pre or like right at the beginning of Airbnb. I'm like, okay, if there's 10 of us, we're renting like a five bedroom house and we're going to like get in there. Right. And then you're kind of like the, the, it kind of formed where you're living in a house. My friend owns the restaurant that we're going to go to tonight. It's like, like you're, you're basically hanging out with someone who's like knows cool people in that city. So I would, I just knew and made friends with a lot of people in restaurants and stuff like that in Barcelona during my time there. And it, it kind of snowballed into this idea where I will just go and hang out in a country for a week or in a city for a week, go to different places that are on a list, talk to all of the owners of things. Eventually someone will know a someone that becomes like one of our guides or like a, you know, underground kind of restaurant thing or like a pop-up restaurant that's, you know, they'll do dinner for like 10 of us or something like this. So it's, I get in there, I use my Spanish. I worked in restaurants forever until very recently. Um, I know how to like just sort of interact with these people and find the people that know how to do that stuff. Is there like a basic belief that you have that allows that to happen? Like, I guess what I'm thinking is, you know, you go and you talk to all these restaurant owners, you talk to all these locals, are people who are traveling on their own who aren't creating those experiences, they just have a view of the world that is, these people don't want to engage with me because I'm foreign. And, and is, do you have like a different belief, like a baseline assumption that is like, when I'm in a different country, everybody wants to, or was it like the reason of like, hey, I have this thing I'm trying to build, I'm looking for collaborators. Is that what opened the door for those connections that you created or was it just, no, is it I always there for much. everybody? It's it's all, it's all definitely always there for everybody. I Living as a foreigner in a foreign country, I'm like, this is what I know is, if you're nice to someone, if you learn the basics of a foreign language, for example, right? And you're in a shop or whatever and you're like, please, can I, meh? Like, if you just fumble through it and you're nice to them, they'll be nice back. That's like kind of an international, like, code of ethics everywhere you go. No one is that pissed off that you're American. I lived in Spain, like, when Bush got reelected and they were like, dude, come on. Like, it was an international disappointment, but they're not like, F you about it. Like, there's very few times when I get so much pushback because of where I'm from. It's mainly like, oh, you're a ni you're nice for an American. Like if they have kind of preconceived conceptions of what Americans should be, that's totally fine also. But then you're nice and you have a beer with them and they're like, man, you're, you're, you're a good one. You're a good one of those Americans. <laughs> and I'm like, it's just, it's just you step in and you're nice to people and you engage them and they'll engage you back. How do you start those conversations? So like I'm, you know, I'm, I'm traveling, I'm somewhere else. I would like to engage with people more. Like I know it's natural for you, but what does that typically look like? Is it because you've um, been in restaurants for a while and stuff like that, and there's a relatability factor where you're kind of like, "Hey, I'm more curious." Is it cu just curiosity? Just it's just curiosity. Yeah. I like hearing people's experiences. Language is a huge one. It, I mean, if you were to go to England for mm -hmm. like, if you're you know an, an English speaker, uh, if you're from the states and like my own, like mm -hmm. I am. Um, <laughs> So say you're to go to England, you have that availability to kind of like break into conversation with someone. Oh, where are you guys from? And what do you guys do around here? And, you know, different like topic, like subject openers, I guess, different conversational openers. Learning Spanish to me was like a huge door opener because now I can speak to millions more people, like entire countries now where I couldn't kind of relate or speak to them before. Um, so that was a good one, like learning the language. But I think I just have a really a natural curiosity toward 
what people are doing, where they're from, what their experience is. I like, I like talking to people. I like getting their experiences a lot, which made me go into restaurants, which made me go into travel, you know? Right, right. Yeah. Well, they're all sort of similar. I mean, working in the restaurant, it's still yeah. a hospitality in the totally. same way that you're ensuring that your guests uh, on these trips have a, have a great time and same. Yeah. feel like they're comfortable. I mean, I'm exactly. sure that's a big factor too, right? Just making yeah. sure someone feels comfortable in the location that they're in. That's one of the main like requirements for the job because you're taking essentially you're taking adults out of their comfort zone and just like putting them in a van in a foreign country, right? People can become really uncomfortable with that really quickly. We're, we don't go to like really like, there's never been any kind of sort of dangerous situations in my travels, but like dinner won't be ready for a long time and people get cranky. And mm -hmm. as a waiter, I know how to do the like, just checking in, just saying, do you need some bread? Like da da da. Like, there's different little kind of things that I can check in on because I was a waiter, but I think the initial like curiosity is what drove all of that. How how's the travel industry changing? I mean, I know I was kind of joking earlier that like travel agents like maybe a bad word, but right. I know that that was a profession for a long for time. For a long time, it seems yeah. to be dwindling. Like how? How, it, yeah, it's how's like the whole it thing dwindled. Changing? It went away with the internet and all that accessibility, but then people are kind of coming back to this thing where it's like people are professionals at this thing. So, like, you can book travel. My mom is actually a travel agent. We actually both got oh, in. Oh, very interesting. She, okay. she retired early. She was like an accountant for the state of California forever, for like my whole life. She retired early because she was sick of being an accountant for the state of California and took this travel agent class and started doing travel agency work, right? So she works under kind of this bigger, like an umbrella company and does more like family trips or like cruises or things like that. Things more geared toward kind of her age group and like her skill set, what she knows. Um, so we kind of got in a, into the travel stuff at the same time. And one of the things that I was, that it's, it's not like travel agents a, they don't make any commission off of like, so if you sign up for a cruise, the cruise costs you $1,000. That's all it costs. And then the cruise company pays them. So it's not any more money. They can find you better things because most of the time they work for these large companies that buy, you know, a million yeah. cruise seats a year or whatever. So you could get kind of like discounts. It's not, it's not a bad thing. It's kind of people think they can do it on their own, which they can, but it's really time consuming and it's not as like it just doesn't you don't get as many deals and stuff people that work for these other companies can get you better deals and you don't have to mess with it so where where's the industry going then like i guess i guess that's, that's sort of what, what yeah. i'm wondering is yeah. like um i mean i think regardless of industry if you've got like a highly specialized skill yeah there's there's value there so i don't think that yeah that that uh, vocation disappears but like as far as where things are headed with just travel in general i mean i think one thing that's been amazing for me it is it seems that I'm traveling more because of things like Airbnb, because yes. of things like Uber. And so I guess I just found like me and most of the people I know, and I, I know I'm in somewhat of a bubble, but we're traveling more, we're going to other countries more. Definitely. Is, does that seem to be the trend to you too? I, I think so. There's been, I, I definitely think so. I kind of got into it because I loved travel and I was like, this is just going to work. I didn't really do a lot of research about like what people are doing. Um, there's all this stuff now that like, Millennials prefer experiences to buying things. There's all this like there's so much more access to it with different apps and travel things and flights are like record it's they're so low right now and Uber makes it or Uber or Lyft or whatever. Mm -hmm. I'm a Lyft fan, but like there's like Airbnb makes it really affordable 
to travel and you can get one of these like tickets on like wow airlines and go to iceland for like 200 bucks it's like it's crazy cheap to do it right now it's much more accessible than people think um so it's kind of nice for me because the world is coming around to the idea that i was kind of thinking about before as like this dude who just kind of went to spain i'm like you can like it's easy a waiter i even pre like taking groups there i would work throughout the year and then I'd be like, okay, I'm going to take like September and just go to Spain for a month or like go to Italy for a month or something like this. Like it's a lot, it's a lot easier to travel than people think it is. Like it can be a lot less expensive. And my thing is like, even if people don't go with us, just go somewhere, like go, go and see other things and get out of your normal routine. It's good. It's good for you. And it's easy these days and it's a lot safer than you think. And it's a lot more friendly than everyone thinks. So, right. No, that's, yeah. that's amazing. And I yeah. to- totally agree based, based on some experiences yeah. I've had. So it seems like the nice thing for you too is I know there's a mission component to coast to coast as yeah. well, but it seems like that trend is also beneficial for your mission. Yeah. Um, yeah, def- definitely. I, we, the kind of the mission is to like be able to support local economies, local families, local people doing doing all their stuff and it just makes for a kind of cooler trip anyway. Um, so yeah, I, I don't know. I think, I think we're onto something. I think this model is actually going to work. It's, it started awesome. to work. <laughs> yeah. I'm like, thank God. Well, Poof. <laughs> right. Yeah. Three, it's three years in. Yeah, three years no, in. Yeah. I mean, now coming yeah. up on five years in the last yeah. two years have been great. And then pro- like projections right. for like 2018 and stuff, it just, it looks like it's going to keep going. There was like, there've been write-ups. We got actually, um, I, what am I, uh, the Zoe report hmm. there, it's like some kind of like trend woman, uh, wrote a thing recently that mentioned us in it. And it was like this, this kind of like curated travel group experience thing is like the next big thing. And I was like, awesome. Oh shit. Cool. Well, you already obviously <laughs> That's have me. Those, Yeah. And you've got roots in Rad. a bunch, bunch of places. <laughs> yeah, already. totally. So hopefully, hopefully it just keeps going. I really do feel like you make like these really great connections nowadays, like with apps and with computers and everything. People are sort of like getting a little more distant from like old school, just hanging out kind of connections. And I mean, Cuba, there's no internet. So it's like, you got a van load of eight strangers. We're going to talk about communism. We're not just going to be flipping through like Facebook and being bored. Right. So it, it kind of, it, it sets a stage. It's very refreshing. People get away from their phones. They get back to being like a normal social person like they were before. They get to see really cool places. It's, just, it's super beneficial on a lot of levels. You learn a ton. Again, you cry at the end. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, there's always always oh, crying. Always so much crying. <laughs> what was uh, what was the hardest thing, or I guess what was very difficult in building the business that you didn't think about really prior to starting, and then once you got into it, you're like, oh, this is like way harder <laughs> this than is I so thought. Hard. Yeah. Um, like all of it. First of all, all of it. I originally I was like, I'm just gonna get my friend my. First trip to Barcelona that I have a tattoo of actually you folks on the podcast can't see it but it's a passport stamp of Barcelona on my forearm I took 10 friends there to one of them took photos one of them was good at like making websites blah 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 like all these people to make a website and I was like after I do that I'll get a website print some cards out with a cool logo on them and it'll just be done like everyone is going to be lining up to go on these trips and it's just get I'm having to change people's idea of travel in general where I was like this is just how people should do it that's my own perspective of it and ha- like my challenge now is being like we are it's bigger than just us as Costa Costa it's like travel needs to be sort of we're not in, in Americans we're not kind of bred to travel a lot we're not bred to go to other places we're not bred to learn other languages we're kind of bred to just work 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 and stay at it and like you get like two weeks of vacation off a year and this and that and 
the challenge is we have to go against what society is saying. That's yeah. that's tough. And get people to be like, you know what? I'm not going to plan on my own, even though I can and there's capabilities to do all this planning. Like, I'm going to trust this guy who I don't know with a mustache that's just going to like take me to Cuba in a van. Like that... It's, it's a crazy concept for people, but then after they do it, they're like, oh, that was fucking awesome. Yeah, so. which is also beneficial or beneficial for you if that industry really is taking off. Like if there yeah. are other businesses, I think it, it's always, and I think that's a spot on sort of assessment is that when you're doing marketing, there is uh, some companies that don't need to do the education of why someone might want the product. Right. And there's some companies that do, and it just depends on what industry you're in, what you're selling. Right. And it's always more difficult to both uh, educate people on the product, but then also sell them on it. Correct. Um, and so I think if more companies enter this space, it's actually beneficial because, uh, yeah, then they're already educated. Then you're all educating, but it's a you know a growing market. It, so. it could be a growing market. It's like Airbnb. I mean, we're living in an age where five years ago, if someone's like, yeah, there's this app where you just jump in a stranger's car, everyone was like, oh, hell no. Like, mm-hmm. I'm not going to do that. And now they only do that. Now yeah. people will are selling their cars to do that only right so like we're kind of in an age and i kind of feel like i'm at on the cusp of this thing where i'm like going with strangers to a foreign country is a good idea and people are like that's a crazy idea and give it a couple years and people are gonna be like oh that's the only way i want to go travel totally hopefully that's the hope yeah and i think one thing i'm even seeing this is a slightly different industry but you've got like these big music festivals happening here you've got them in Europe. I mean, they're all over the world. Totally. I think one thing that's interesting to me is that I don't know if people are really traveling so much just yet to go to them. Um, and I think I could see that being pretty big as like travel for a festival. We did um, one like music festival. Yeah. It's such a good idea, except the only problem is I'm now, I, I just went to FYF here in Los Angeles a couple weekends ago and I'm so tired now, man. I'm 36 so yeah. we did one though a couple years ago one of our earlier Barcelona ones was to Primavera Sound it's called in Barcelona and it was so fun like it was uh, 11, 11 or 12 of us rented a house went to Primavera Sound a couple times stayed in Barcelona after so we did like food and wine and like the cultural side of it went to Primavera Sound and like everyone you know got drunk and danced and like had just it was so fun it was such like a really kind of good like blending of like you need sometimes you need a reason to go also yeah what about so it sort of made me think too what about travel to the u.s so i mean are there so people in the u.s maybe are less inclined to travel globally but you've got a lot of other countries that maybe are uh more it's more normal for them to travel yeah they grew up doing it like is there something or is there a market for helping people who are from outside the country to come into the US. So one of our other things that we do, I'm from here. I'm from from Los Angeles, so like instead of me finding a Los Angeles guide, I would kind of just be the guide. So it's the same kind of concept that we would rent a huge house for someone um, right through Airbnb. Through Airbnb, right. right. I'm also working with Airbnb doing these like local Airbnb experiences they're calling them, um, where I'm giving these sort of like food uh, like cultural food tasting walk things in downtown LA and like little yeah. Tokyo and in Chinatown and stuff. It, it makes me think that you're uh, one thing you've done that has helped this business get off the ground is you're not afraid to continue to like, I guess not attack the problem, but work on this idea from multiple angles. So yeah. it's like, you know, first you started by maybe doing trips in Spain and then you're like, well, what if I bring people to this country? What if I yeah. test out this thing? Maybe I'll go through Airbnb experiences. And so like, you're sort of, it sounds like you're sort of just continuing to push coast to coast through any channel that sort of seems to fit as long as it's in line with the mission. If it's in line with the mission and if it's something that I know, 
people like someone someone once was like oh we should do a trip to Iceland and someone once said oh we should do a trip to Fiji and I was like I can't, I can't like I only do the ones that I know like the things that I know really well so that's I'm I'm sticking with something that fits the brand that fits the mission and it, it's something that I can like uh, that it's something that I know and know well that I can, I'm actually an expert on right right yeah. totally so uh, I think the last question I have just regarding yeah. especially the business is like as you're trying to get this thing off the ground you know, you need to build a website, you need photographers, like stuff costs money. Yeah. Um, Was it collaborators that helped you out? And that's sort of how you got things going. Did you do a lot of that yourself? Like, I guess, I think a lot of people who listen are trying to get that thing kind of moving. Right. The more momentum you have, the easier it is to bring people on board. Totally. So it's kind of like a catch 22. That's a, it, it true. Like we don't have, there's been zero dollars of outside funding. Um, I had, luckily a really great group of friends that were creative and good at stuff um people that could kind of help out with things i so like the original team of people my original group of friends that went to barcelona i didn't make a dime off that trip but i gave everyone as much of a discount to make get me to go for free so that they could sort of take photos for me or like help build the website or any of this kind of stuff like it was all like asking friends to do you favors and you give them a discounted trip as like a favor back it was all trades like trade stuff, anything I have had to pay for out of pocket has been money from working in a restaurant. Mm-hmm. So yeah, it's it was all it was all bootstrapped the whole thing. And like find find friends that are good at stuff and then help somehow like make a you know a trade with them. Do are people like typically afraid to do that because they're afraid to ask for favors? And I guess what I was gonna ask is like yeah. it maybe in some ways, and I think I've seen this in in my work before is sometimes when you ask a friend for a favor, it's almost like they like are happy to do it. Like it's yeah. almost like people, it's a better thing to ask than yeah. not ask. Than not ask. And like, yeah. if you have a friend that's, so like if you have a friend that is, you know, does freelance web design or whatever, and you're like, can you just do this and it'll help with your portfolio? They're stoked to help you out and do the thing that they're good at to help you out. Right. Yeah. Especially like, if you have a relationship. If you have a relationship yeah. and, and stuff with them. And then if you have something to trade back, it's totally good. You, they, they get to help you with you th- with your thing, and then mm-hmm. you get to help them by giving giving them whatever it is that you do back. Totally, it's and it's it's just a really. I find here, San Francisco was less so, but here in in Los Angeles, I mean, like even meeting with you, there's like you guys went to Tijuana, and I was like, oh here, right. there's a oh, list totally. of things to do yeah. in in Tijuana, right? Yeah, we got great recommendations, super good yeah. recommendations, and then you gave me photos back because you're mm-hmm. like, here, if you guys ever need to do trips to Tijuana, that's right. like a, such a great symbiotic, great like relationship to start out with. Mm-hmm. I'm good at the travel tips. I suck at taking photos. You mm-hmm. didn't know those travel tips, and yeah. you're great at taking photos. And I, we have a super rad folder of photos now for when we do our trips down to down to TJ. And everybody wins in that scenario. Totally. And it's not out of pocket. You had a super good time down there. My wife and I were like, damn, these pictures are great. So yeah. I had a blast. I went to Tijuana, yeah. drank uh, tequila. It was yeah, awesome. I'm, I'm definitely. I'm, actually, I'm gonna head back to Mexico. Actually, I think it's, 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 it, it's so great. That's our. That's yeah. one of the other things that we want to start doing are more trips down to TJ. Cool. I got to get down there, man. It's so fun. Yeah, yeah totally. It's a good place. Uh, well, thank you so much for taking the time. I guess the yeah. last thing I just asked is just like, what's on your mind these days? Like, what sort of, what, what's something you've been working on? Anything you've been thinking about? Like, um, things. Well, we're gonna go to the east end. We're gonna go to the east side of Cuba, Santiago de Cuba, um, and like Baracoa and all these kind of things that are very much under the tourist radar, or like not really traveled to. So there's that. Some new ex- exploration. New exploration, new excursions. And I think though, like aside from sort of like business stuff, I do, I'm just, I, 
we're, I'm just real bummed out with all of the things, like things happened yesterday right. in, in Barcelona where, and that's like a city that I yeah, really, really was inspired to like really changed my life. I like, I love that place. Um, and I just feel like it's a kind of a sad time in history where everyone is, is like violent and mad at each other. And like, there's so much kind of anger and stuff going around and our mission and our goal is to get people from where they're from and just go and hang out in these foreign countries. And I just encourage people like, again, not even traveling with us, but like go to a foreign country, strike up conversation with a bartender, start talking to people about their experiences. The more we, the more we move around and the more we like encounter other people from different places, the less angry you're going to be at the differences. The differences are kind of nice. So that's it. Awesome. Totally agree. Well, thank you so much. So you can check yeah. out Andrew's trips uh, at coasttocosta.com. And yep. the second, uh, Coast is C-O-S-T-A, which is the Spanish spelling of, thank you. <laughs> of Coast, uh, which I just learned. So that's uh, coasttocosta.com. And I believe the Instagram is the same. It's the Coast same, to yeah. Costa. C-O-A-S-T-T-O-C-O-S-T-A. Yeah. Awesome. Well, dude, well, thank you so much. Thank it's, you. Yeah, great chatting with you. Okay. And uh, yeah, we'll talk again soon. All right.